get all that flow. Welcome to the Broder Shoulder. Bum, 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 bum. Oh, it's the Mulligan Showdown. Mm-hmm. Had to redo number 13. We had an issue. <laughs> I'm an amateur. That's what the issue is. We did a remote for an hour and 40 minutes and only recorded eight minutes of it. I got so fucking stoned <laughs> that I just didn't even notice it wasn't recording. And I didn't know. I was in my shop. We don't... Oh, when we do the bro down, it's different from the hustle and grind. I don't record from my end. Richie records on the board because he has, like, nice equipment, and I don't. And uh, it just sounds better. It does sound better, even though I can hear the heater in the background. But I don't know if you all can hear the heater in the background. But... Dude, we might have to move it in here, man. Maybe I should just rent this place out for the studio. Like, only this place instead of the, the, the tattoo shop. Keep Joel over there. What? How much is it for here? Uh, it's only, I won't say on air, it's not as expensive as one would think. Um, it's only a hair tidbit more expensive than the other place. And the other place is so cost efficient to be there that I was considering renting it myself to keep the Bro Down Showdown in the tattoo shop. Once yeah, Timmy keeps his rents pretty low. Uh, he's got, I look at <laughs> Timmy is the best landlord. He's like opposite Leahy. He he belongs on the 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 trailer park boys, but he's not a shitbag like Mr. Leahy's. He is the shit. In fact, he's the greatest landlord I'll ever know. Like he would be the trailer park supervisor of the nice park. Yeah, of the nice park. Yeah, Sunnyvale, and it sounds like the name Sunnyvale. Yeah, yeah, dude. Trailer. So I always assumed like Canada was a great place to be. And then COVID happened and I'm like, that's not a great place to be. They suck. Uh, but then after watching Trailer Park Boys over the years, Litterkenny and now fucking Shorzy, dude, they have an awesome sense of humor, man. They can't be as communist as I thought they were. Their government is communist, but the Canadian people are amazing. <laughs> They're fine. Dude, Shorzy, if you all don't watch Shorzy, fuck Litterkenny. Just go watch Shorzy. You don't even need the perspective. <laughs> it's hilarious from the second it starts. Oh, he was a ref and he called one of the high school players a pimple farmer. <laughs> <laughs> that dude, uh, whatever his name, Jerry Kizo or whatever his name is, dude, he's fucking talented. He, uh, anyone that sees Letterkenny, he's Wayne on Letterkenny and then he plays Shorzy on Shorzy, the, like the hockey show. But the lady and I were looking him up and he was in, I couldn't tell you the name of the movie, but it, he plays a cop and it's like a dramatic role. And so the lady and I are going to watch it because it's not a comedy. I want to see if he has the same accent. You see know what if I mean? he's got the chops. Yeah, the riffing, man. Yeah. How the hell does he do that? I can't do that. I don't know. Yeah. We yeah. riff off each other, though. No, like, he'll be like, Canadian bacon, applesauce. I can't even do it. I can't <laughs> even make up random words and do it. He, he's rapping Canadian. Yeah. 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 But Shorzy's hilarious. I stayed up till fucking, like, one in the morning watching that show. I love that night. show. I love all their shows. Is your mom tongue my butthole so good that I nicknamed her in my phone roll up the wind to win? I know it's not proper to kiss and tell, but does she ever touch your butthole? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. Uh, so, uh, man, what's up, dude? What are you doing? Not much. Just hanging out? Yeah. Kogi and I just smoked a bunch of joints. Yep. Uh... I had another goot flare, because sometimes once it goes away, it's not fully going away, but now I'm feeling better. 
Yeah, because the last podcast, you had a little bit of goot happening. Yeah, it was in my right foot, and then it was in my left foot. What, it goes over to the other side? Yeah, it's in my blood. <coughs> so uh, it just, uh, like, uh, the chances of it happening in your feet are the highest because blood pulls in your feet, and I stand all day. Right. Um, but it can settle in any joint. Oh. I've had it in my hips, my knees, my hands. Oh, that's awful. It. It's weird because it doesn't hurt as bad in your knees or your hips as it does your feet. My feet don't, my feet get like the other day, I could barely fit my foot in my shoe. Um, so they swell and they get super fucking pissed off. But my knees, it just kind of felt like sand in my joint. Oh, man. Because it's crystal. It's like crystals. Can you like <clears throat> take a warm bath or something, dude? Yeah, sometimes it breaks, it helps break it up. That's why I don't like to be cold too. Because. Yeah. That's why I love summertime, man, because sweating helps with the gout, too. You should have told your wife. You should have been like, listen, the doctor says I need to bang you out more. <laughs> it's crystallizing my joints. It, I tried that once. I was like, it's too much cum in my joints. <laughs> <laughs> it just builds up. Yeah. That's funny. You're like that uh, that movie you told me to watch. Oh, which one? The zombie chick in the morgue just full of oh, cum. Oh, dead girl. Yeah. yeah, you're like dead girl, just the goop girl. Yeah, it's just <laughs> filling me up. Ew. Gross. Oh, yeah. It, it is what it is. It's weird because, like, I have always thought that there was an underlying reason why it's happening. But my doctor seems to, this is her literal quote. She goes, nah, you're just gouty. <laughs> I swear to God, if she wasn't hot, I would probably request an old man doctor. That is so funny. You're like, I think my prostate's swollen. You want to get in there and take a look? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't bring up dick stuff with her. There's never any dick stuff, but if I did have dick stuff to talk about, I would just keep it to myself. Have you had the old prostate checked yet? No. Because I know when you turn, what, like, what is it, like 30-something? I don't know what age it is. I don't know. Is. You're a month older than me. You should have it first. That's fair. Yeah, dude, when I go knuckle deep, dude, I'll give you a call. Yeah, tell me how it goes. Like, it's not so bad, brother. <laughs> I came everywhere. <laughs> Remember that story when you got half-chubbed up? Oh, God. <laughs> I, have I told that on the show yet? Yeah, you told it a few podcasts ago. Ugh. Being inappropriate with your hot Asian doctor. I was not inappropriate. It was totally like, I was so embarrassed, dude. Right. I'm like almost still embarrassed about it. You're like, listen, I'm embarrassed, but if you need to give it a Reuben Tug. Yeah. Listen, I got the goot. I might be backed up in there. Medically, you have to do something about it. I can't lie in my head. I thought to myself at one point, what if she puts her mouth on it? <laughs> then, you, <laughs> then you probably sit there and watch her put her mouth on I it. I probably watched too much Pornhub. Yeah, probably. <laughs> what when you go into Pornhub, do you go into the search bar and type shit, or do you just let the scrolling? I, yeah, commence? I scroll the homepage. Yeah, dude, I, I I start going down rabbit holes, bro. I click and then I click again and then I click again, dude. Dude, a lot of gross shit on there. There is a, well, it's an infinite world of grossness. Yeah, there's normal. Sometimes when I'm feeling saucy, I'll just punch in missionary. You know, <laughs> like I just want to watch someone conventionally make love to their spouse. You always struck me as an Amazon position guy. <laughs> what is a uh, Amazon position? Where the guy lays on his back and puts his <laughs> legs up in the air and points his boner up, and the girl rides him like a like she's a dude. It's funny. You would assume that of me. I'm more open minded than you think, but no, we haven't done that one yet. I'm gonna go home, baby. We gotta do it Amazon style. I gotta know. Yeah. I'm just, I'm simple, man. I'm a doggy all the way. Oh, yeah? I like it all, though. I'm right. married, dude. I'm not going to pick and choose. 
No, and the dude, the dating world out there is a scary place. You should stay married. You think so? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I plan. I'm pretty sure if I ever divorced her, she'd just kill me, anyways. All she watches is like murder shows. If you start puking or having weird body issues, maybe she's slowly poisoning you. Yeah. Do you have a life insurance policy? I do. <laughs> Buddy, all right, man. I did, go get your blood checked for arsenic, man. Yeah. I was actually, one of, this is funny because one of the gout medicines, I might have talked about it on the show, but I don't remember. I smoke a lot of pot. But one of the gout medicines was actually in one of those shows because if you take too much of it, it will kill you. And they don't usually test for it on a talk screen. Oh, my God. Did you watch that with your lady? Yeah. And, when, and when they were like, the medicine is culture scene and i was like oh, what i like gave her the look i was like what the did fuck did she even acknowledge you or did nope. she no she just oh, kept yeah. staring at the tv oh, yeah, and i was sure, like sure cuz she didn't catch that right yeah yeah no. yeah no i got rid of it do you have a will no good that's a good start that's a good start you should make a will now and just make sure that your your oldest gets everything Give everything to Gavin. Yeah. And then if he can't take it, then give it to the dogs and then just go all the way down. And that way they could find the murder trail. If Rich everybody on that list gets aced except for her, they'll know. Richie gets a call one day. He's like from a lawyer and they're like, Ryan gave you his house and his shop and everything. And you have to evict his wife. <laughs> I would do it with a letter. <laughs> yeah, she'd stab you. Oh, man. No, my life insurance is just enough to cover the cost of the mortgage. Oh, word. To pay the house off and maybe, like, something to live on for a little bit. Yeah. Because other than the mortgage, I mean, my house, you see my house is small, bro. Yeah. It's 864 square feet. It's so weird to think that, like, when people get old, they'll make their will. And then, like, you know, like, some people prepay their funerals. Like, I've heard old people be like, oh, my funeral's all paid for. And it's yeah. like, what if you have 40 years left? It's, it's always been in my head. I'm like, well, she's going to get the house. Who am I going to give my shop to? Uh, I'll put your belt sander to good use. Yeah, well, because, like, you see it at, like, estate sales and shit where, like, the matriarch or patriarch of the family dies and he's been, like, deeply into something for 30, 40, 50 years and he's accumulated all this stuff, like, you could say blacksmithing or whatever. Yeah. And the family has no <laughs> fucking idea what any of that shit is worth and it goes for nothing. Right, And yeah. it's like, oh, like... I also like that because I get good deals sometimes because people's families are dumb. My family knows, like, Jessica knows that I've spent a lot of money. She don't really know how much money I've spent. No, mm. and, you know, you have a lot of stuff in there that probably doesn't look expensive that's really fucking expensive. Yeah, well, because I made most <clears throat> of my equipment. And, like, because really, because someone could look at a guitar and be like, oh, it's a guitar, I'm going to get money. And even if you have a fancy one, you take that shit to a pawn shop, you're getting 40 bucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you have shit that a pawn shop would be like, no, I'll give you a couple hundo for that. Yeah, and it's actually worth uh, <laughs> a, if a lot more. If a pawn shop ever tells you a couple hundo for anything, fucking leave and sell that shit on eBay. Yeah. Yeah. Faux show. Yeah. If a pawn shop tells you 40 bucks, just take it. Dude, you, you, it's actually funny, the room we're in. Used to be a pawn shop. Used to be a pawn shop. Yeah, that dude was cool, man. I used to come over here and haggle with Hyrie for guns and silver and shit. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he didn't like his boss. He didn't give a shit. So he's like, oh, see what I got in it? Uh, 75 bucks. <laughs> and the tag was like for 150 When we first started looking in this building, Joel didn't think it was that big. And I had only been in here a couple times. And I was in, the, and honestly, the last time I was in here was when it was a pawn shop. So fucking years and years ago. 
And, uh, dude, it didn't seem as big as it is in here. No, because they had, like, all the counters and shelves. And then yeah. after the pawn shop, it was a friggin' flea market. Right. Where they literally just sold trash. It was, like, nothing. Literal trash. And the guy that ran it was a fucking weirdo. Big like, fucking a, crook, too, a yeah. Weirdo. He ripped uh, fucking copper out of the walls, dude. What? Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah. man. He stole the vending machine, too. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I shit you now, man. What the fuck? But, uh, what... With this place empty, and then there's, like, a bunch of back rooms you never saw. Right, Because yeah. they were storefronts, and they used them for storage, and it's, like, this place is huge. Dude, that back room is 300 square feet. That's a third of the size of my house square footage. Yeah, I know. Dude, that's, like, half of the where I live. You know, my modest, teeny little house, dude. That's nuts. And yeah. that's just out there. If you look at where I'm sitting, my station is going to go from where that part of the wall starts and I'm going to go over to where my art is here, actually where that electrical outlet is, and then Joel's going to be right there. Our listeners can just use their imaginations of a tattoo shop in a big open space. Yeah, yeah, like we're taking up this half. that We still have that half, the lobby, and then this back room. Uh, I'm basically building a Joe Rogan studio. I'm going to have a gym in here, an art studio, a place to kick it and just do whatever the fuck, and then, you know, the podcast room. Yeah. Yeah, dude. We can get an on-air sign to go above the door. Oh, what's rad about the Roadcaster is it has Bluetooth, so you can get an on-air sign, put it out front, connect it with Bluetooth, and when I hit record, it turns on the on-air. Uh, what? Yeah, and it's rad because, you know, like Joel's still tattooing or whatever. Boom, just shut the doors and I'll soundproof that room. Yeah, we could put, like, that weird egg carton-looking shit all over the walls. That shit's fucking cheap, dude. I thought it was expensive. It's actually really cheap. Yeah, it's not bad. It's yeah. like a buck a panel or something like that. But it's like, if we give up the other shop, what happens then, you know? We got to work on Joel and get him to rent the apartment that's right out by the front door so that we can smoke weed in his apartment. Yeah, because honestly, I the, the two reasons I wanted to keep the other tattoo shop is because we'd be the only business down that way. We would own this section over and we could get high in there. Yeah. Instead of smoking weed on the porch. Where it's cold. Yeah, it's freezing out there. Our noses run. Yeah. My fingers get numb. I'm trying to tattoo shit. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think I've ever done a tattoo not high. I know you can tattoo high. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Now that you're feeling it, bro, I want to do that Frank tattoo and you in the worst way, man. Now that I mentioned it? I do. It's oh, oh, what's the name of him when he's an art, when he fakes being an art dealer? I, I can't remember. That's the I picture to, I sent you. I would have to look. Um, no, but dude, I, like when he's got the hair, like the Andy Warhol hair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I love that fucking show. I do too. I was watching clips of it all day on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Now that I watch the podcast all the time, I get plugged Always Sunny on yeah. YouTube like all day. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is one of my top three shows. Number one, South Park. Number two, It's Always Sunny. Number three, probably tied American Dad and Solar Opposites is pretty fucking hilarious. Wow, that is up there, man. Uh, Border Town's really funny, too. What's Border Town? <laughs> it's a, a, a guy that lives on the Texas border. It's like a ridiculous-looking cartoon. He's a border agent, but he's a fucking idiot. Okay. And his neighbor is a Mexican immigrant landscaper, and it's just ridiculous. Like, he's trying to stop coyotes and stuff from coming over, and his his landscaper, he, like, takes an axe to his hand to prove how tough his skin was, and it breaks the axe. Is this it? No, cartoon. It's oh, cartoon. right here? Yeah. Oh, dude, let's check out this uh, fucking—you'll actually be able to hear it now. 
Welcome to a town at a cultural crossroads. This is I have never seen this. We've got a Native American, an Mexifornia? Yeah. Mexifornia. I think this is on Netflix. Really? I think. Netflix never plugs me anything I want to watch. My wife fucks up my algorithm though by watching stupid shit on there. <laughs> there was fire coming out of his butt. Yeah. Yeah. But bound by friendship. But bound. Really? Get away from my husband. They're poking a dead body at a funeral. Who won the WNBA championship last year? The Phoenix Mercury? No American would know that. Oh yeah, that's how they deport people. They they put them in the American flag painted cannon called the deportation cannon. I was I was about to ask how this is even possible to come out, but it was 2016. Yeah, it's an older show. Times are so bad now that we think that, oh my god, 2016 was such a better... It's coming back, though. It's coming back. The pendulum's swinging back our way. It is. Where comedy is, like, loved again. Bud, why are you hiding in our garbage can? It's preferable to where I'm being asked to go. No. Oh. <laughs> 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 oh my god. <laughs> how many f on Fox? Wow, how many seasons did that have? That's hilarious. You know, if they made it past COVID, that shit stopped being made. Yeah. Yeah, that couldn't be allowed now. But what perfect time? It wasn't 2016 when Trump came about. So, what a perfect time to put that fucking show on, dude. That's yeah. hilarious. What's your favorite <laughs> It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia moment? Moment off the top of my head without thinking when Frank was naked in the couch and he burst himself out. Yeah. <clears throat> but B, if I have to tell you the most artistic best moment of the show, <clears throat> excuse me, I got the the weed cough pops. Um, when they do the whole episode of Dayman. Oh yeah. So if you watch the podcast, so if you didn't know this, the Always Sunny podcast episode one, they talk about episode one of Always Sunny, and they're going through each and every single episode. Oh. So they'll shoot the shit and riff, but they're talking about how that particular show was written. They'll watch the show before they come do it, you know, and it's Charlie, Glenn, and uh, fucking Mac, and uh, or Dennis, you know, Glenn is Dennis. And uh, so when they did the Dayman episode, they brought on a couple of actors that were on the show. But then I couldn't tell you the dude's name, but he's a very famous musical composer. Like he does scores for Disney, yeah. you know, and they brought him on because he's such a fan of the show. And he's like, Charlie, how the fuck did you write? like the the piano to it and charlie day was like dude my mom was the music teacher at middle school growing up like miss day mrs day was the music teacher so he's always known like music but he's not like a brilliant musician he can't like read it which i think he actually is a brilliant i think brilliant. he is too yeah so when he did it he did this waltz and was just fucking around and uh, then they make these lyrics. And if you didn't know this, Glenn is like classically trained. Like he went to like Juilliard or some shit to, to, to be an actor. Oh, yeah. Um, and so they're all like really great. Like if you listen to them sing The Day Man, it sounds incredible. They're Play singing. It. Yeah, they sound so fucking amazing. Uh, oh. Um, 
Long story short, they brought that, they talk about how it was written, why they did it, you know, all, all this jazz. And that composer, he's a, a Grammy award winner, like multi, like 20, 30 Grammys, right? This dude's fucking in it. And he's like, you all wrote like an incredible play. Like it's, it's, it's ab absolutely retarded. They do it several times throughout yeah. the show. They did it at a, they did one for like a talent show. And then it, at the end of it, it cut to them on stage and they were just horrible. And it was in their imagination. It was doing good. Yeah. Like right here, you know, this is when they start like riffing the song. I love it when they dress up and they're doing like the karaoke at the bar and he's dressed up like fucking David Bowie, and shit, you know? <laughs> Um, yeah, let's listen to this shit, dude. Dayman. Ah, fighter of the night, man. Ah, champion of the sun. Our listeners are going to be like, what the fuck, you guys? It's, it's one of the most brilliant like, it's moments. It's fucking hilarious, too. In television history, it's obviously one of the most brilliant moments. Uh, Danny DeVito's the troll guy. It sounds awesome. <laughs> What's the song where they're in the bar and he's on the piano all fucked up on coke and he starts spitting on the crowd? <laughs> oh my god, we'll look it up after this. Okay. <clears throat> they so one of the producers. It sounds so good. <laughs> like it's clearly. <sighs> Dude, I have to. It's too funny. <laughs> I have to. That's his wife. I know. Yeah. I think she's hot. She goes on the pod and so does Dee. Oh, yeah. Nice. And, they, and they talk about how they all met and shit. What they express, all the people that are there, Always Sunny started taking off. And so they were like, hey, we're putting on like a play for the show. Like, if you like Always Sunny, come be in the audience. And so the people in there are actually like real people. What? And they had no idea what was happening. And they put on a, this play for them. Like they put the play on while they're recording the show. <clears throat> so when she says no, when they stop filming everybody in the crowd starts shitting on her and throwing stuff <laughs> yeah 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 and then so <clears throat> one of the producers uh had danny come in before they were doing it and they were like hey dude we're gonna be putting on like this play or whatever you're gonna be the troll <laughs> and 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 danny he was like yeah whatever i figured i would do the role like that danny devito yeah danny devito and he knew he he was gonna do this play and so there were all these scripts laid out for everybody to read and he fucking took every single one of them and stole them <laughs> goes home for the weekend and studies everything and then came back and committed harder than everybody at at like doing you know the troll toll song yeah you know like all of it and but it made it so much better because no one knew where the scripts were 
and so a lot of it was off cuff but also rehearsed and they didn't know where the scripts went and then Danny just shows up with all of them and he had clearly been studying the whole weekend for this <laughs> yeah dude you that podcast is awesome man I'm gonna start listening to it I fucking Danny DeVito in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia plays Frank Reynolds he reminds me of Pops so much yeah so much dude <laughs> uh <laughs> If I ever had an apartment and Pops showed up and started banging bitches and made me sit out front with two broken legs in a wheelchair, <laughs> and then he's like, I'm going to give up my life for luxury so I can be dirty. I'm moving not, in with you. Not that part. Not him eating cat food and, <laughs> and playing earthworms with Charlie, but or nightworms or whatever the fuck it's called. But he, I don't know, man. Like, did you ever see the scene where, uh, He's in the restaurant screaming, did you bang my whore wife? Did you fuck my whore wife? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so great. You should play that scene, too. Uh, how would I ask YouTube for that one? Uh, Frank Reynolds' restaurant scene. <laughs> Looks like people have looked for that. Yeah. It was uh, the second one. This one right here? Yeah. There's this guy, Bruce, who contacted Dee on MySpace, and he's claiming to be our biological father. We just wanted to ask the question and just get it out of the way. Is there a chance that that could be possible? No. Yes. What? Well, Bruce who? Bruce Mathis? Yeah. Then yes. Oh, damn. Chance this guy could be our father? No, yes, he is your father. What? What the hell are you talking about? Do we really have to get into all of this? Yes, oh we really yes. have to fine, get into fine, all of fine. this. Fine, fine, fine. Everybody settle down. It's not the end of the world. A long time ago, I met Bruce, and we had this little affair, or whatever you want to call it. Long story short, he got me pregnant, and I had to make a decision. Seeing as he had no money, I decided that the best thing for everyone was if I didn't tell Bruce and let your father think that the twins were his. End of story. End of story? How could you do that? Oh, I'm sorry. Would you rather I had them aborted children? Would you like to aborted? <laughs> <laughs> I just can't believe this. Dad, keep your you whore! Keep it down. Keep it down. Don't make a scene. Oh, no, I'm not going to make a scene. I was just told, excuse me, that my horrible whore wife has tricked me into raising two bastards for 30 <laughs> years, and I'm being asked to not make a scene. Oh, oh, excuse me. Oh, <laughs> did you bang my wife? <laughs> did you bang my whore wife? Does anybody here have any illegitimate children with my whore wife? <laughs> what do you know about? Jesus, Frank. Jesus, Jesus, Frank. <laughs> Jesus, Frank. Jesus, Frank. Jesus, Frank. Jesus, Frank. My life. It's a lie. My life is a lie. Somebody's got to get stabbed. Somebody's got to get stabbed. <laughs> Dude, Danny DeVito's the man. He's the man. He makes that show. He fucking does, man. Dude, the episode where it's like a COVID spoof episode where they're like locked in the fucking uh, the bar. <clears throat> and they all think that they have the flu or whatever, and like Frank isn't sick, and he's like becomes obsessed with like washing himself, and he yeah, shaves yeah, all, yeah. all the hair off his body and covers himself <laughs> in hand sanitizer. <laughs> yeah, uh, the fact they're still making that show is so awesome. I dude. love it. Dude. It is so awesome. I haven't seen like the last season. Second I don't think. best show ever made. 
What what did you say? South Park, you oh, think yeah. is the first number one. Number one. You said what? You said your favorite is South Park and then Always Sunny and then uh, that border uh, uh the Yeah, that or there's like border a three way tie, like Solar Opposites, Border Town or uh American Dad. Oh man, I don't know what I put up there, dude. I have to put Rick and Morty. Oh yeah, I totally forgot about Rick and Morty. (laughs) I've been watching Rick and Morty lately. It's so introspective. And then, have you watched the episode where uh, Rick has his own toilet on like a planet, and some like some alien keeps using it? (laughs) No, dude, he has this beautiful toilet set up on this beautiful planet. It's like outside, and it's his own personal toilet and his own little universe that he made or whatever. And some fucking alien dude keeps using his toilet. Like he found out a way to get there, do it, and and Rick does some pretty wretched shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, but that episode itself is so introspective, dude. It has such a deep uh, meaning. But I put South Park up there too, man. Uh, I can't tell though if South Park's just getting like old for me. Do you know what I mean? Like, do you still enjoy watching new episodes? Yeah, we watch. It's like a family tradition every Friday. Oh, wow. It's still new, huh? Yeah, they're still coming out. God damn. The COVID special was good with Cartman. Yeah. <laughs> Where they were all old and Cartman became a rabbi. Yeah, and his kids are just like him. Yeah. It's like, shut the fuck up, Uncle Stan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, shit. I'll have to give South Park a try, like the newer shit. I can't tell if I'm over it or not. The Tegrity Farm shit was really good the last yeah. couple years. Randy. Tegrity. 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 <laughs> they had a, uh, they had like a winter blend of Tegrity weed that was laced with cocaine, and then weed became illegal, so they had weedless winter Tegrity, and it was just a jar of cocaine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. The good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You really are Stan Marsh. Uh, Randy Marsh. Randy Marsh. Did I say Stan Marsh? Yeah. That's funny. You really are Randy Marsh. It's only because, well, first, you like embody him as Thanks, like man. a character, but uh, you look just like him. <laughs> like, just like, it's so fucking crazy, man. <laughs> when you have a mustache. I'm is. sorry, this is America. <laughs> I'm sorry, I thought this was America. Wait, Shelly. <laughs> Shelly, no. Shelly, no. Shelly. Remember when he takes the world's largest shit? Uh, yeah. And then uh, it turns out that Bono is actually. Nobody the- calls me number two. <laughs> That's one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> like, one of the older episodes, The Slut Off, that was when, uh, when it, Paris Hilton went up that fucking dude's ass. Oh, and that Paris Hilton and Mr. Slave had a skank off yeah, or whatever. Skank off or whatever, yeah. She shoved a pineapple up her, up her pussy. And uh, uh, Mr. Slave was like, I can't do the Mr. Slave accent. Or voice, but right. He put Paris Hilton up his ass, and then she had to crawl through his intestines like Lemmy Winks, the the school hamster that was in his ass. <laughs> Lemmy Winks, Lemmy Winks inside the gay man's ass. <laughs> like fucking South Park, it's just it, they're so pro- yeah. I take it back. They're so because pro- even the one where like a uh, Sharon, did you have sex with hologram Tupac, Sharon? <laughs> yeah. Or the the Tom Cruise in the closet <laughs> shit, dude, you know? Tom Cruise got to come out of the closet. I got caught with the gay fish. I went to a friend's house, and I hadn't seen the episode, and it was right when that shit came out. Oh, the out. joke? The yeah. fish sticks joke? They're like, yo, Richie, do you like fish sticks? I was like, yeah, dude, I fucking love them. And they're like, do you, but do you put them in your mouth? And I was like, that's how you eat fish sticks. And they're like, yo, gay fish, gay fish. Dude, everybody. I got it at work. Somebody <laughs> got me with it at work. I went to work that day, and they were like, Ryan, do you like fish sticks? I was like, fucking right. I love them. A little tartar sauce. You like putting them in your mouth? <laughs> yeah, of course. Where else would you stick them? Yeah, lather that shit up in mayonnaise. And get they were, it in there. When they told me the punchline, it took me a minute. 
Right. I was like, <laughs> the best part, they got Kanye with like all this physics on a chalkboard. He's like, I just can't figure it out. I can't figure it out. And they're like, Kanye, sir, it's like a play on words. He's like, I'm a lyrical genius. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, that they brought the Carlos Mencia stealing jokes thing into it. I ain't got no dick, man. <laughs> I ain't got I ain't no dick, funny. man. Please get the joke, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm not funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I steal people's jokes. I ain't got no dick. I ain't got no dick, man. What What's crazy about that Mencia shit is he stole, well, he stole jokes from a lot of people. Like, I heard when he went on, they would, like, shine a light or something. Like, they'd shut the bar light off or on or something, like the other comedians, uh, like, if he was in the crowd. And they were doing, so they knew to, like, not, like, fucking say shit. Do their best shit. <clears throat> but Rogan flipped out on him because of, uh, he stole a joke from Ari. Did you know that? Oh, it was Ari that set it was, that off? It was Ari Shafir that set that all off when oh, Rogan weird. went on there and wigged out on him. Rogan got kicked out of the store. And then... Have you seen the Showtime documentary about the comedy store? No. It's bro, it's really good. It's about it, Mitzi Shore and stuff. Yeah, it's in like six or seven parts, and they and then they go over Rogan, Rogan for a very brief moment of it. But when you find out that like before Rogan got booted out there, he re like he gave money to that store to keep it open because it was failing, and then he also like paid to have a whole new surround sound put in so they had a better PA. So like he he kept that place open and like funded other comedy even back then with like Fear Factor money. Oh no shit! Yeah, and they booted him like because Mitzi was getting sick and someone else took over the the thing and he, uh. and so he vowed not to go back. So it was Ari Shafir or is it Ari or Ari? Ari. So it was Ari Shafir's joke that was stolen that made Rogan go up there, like amongst all the other jokes. Like that was the camel. And then Rogan went back because that's where Ari filmed his first comedy special. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fucking full circle, man. So as much as I don't care for Ari Shafir, except for Parks and Rec, I think he belongs in that. He was uh, in Parks and Rec? No, Parks and Rec. Uh, protect Our Parks. Oh, Protect Our Parks, the podcasts. Yeah. I, yeah, I had like a There's only moment. seven of yeah. them, though. Uh, fair, but they're good. He's been on Kill Tony a few times, and I've enjoyed it. Right. Um, that's 21 hours of podcast, though. Yeah. Seven, so that's a lot. Yeah. Shane uh, Gillis is the man. Do you follow the the Comedy Mother Store? No. Or Mother... Oh, dude, follow... The Mothership? The Mothership. It opened, like, I follow the Insta. It opened a couple weeks ago, and it's like, dude, Rogan was like, hey, guys, I, I'm going to announce a guest, and they were like cool and he was like it's fucking dave Chappelle," and everyone you know what i mean like they had no clue and yeah. and so in one night you're seeing roseanne joe rogan dave Chappelle, tony hinchcliffe uh fucking uh what's the old dude the old dude that smokes the cigars and he has the long hair ron white ron white like yeah. dude and that's just a normal night there wow. I'm, I'm going to austin dude i want to go and watch him um i wonder what the security's like uh, I know Joe Rogan has his own personal posse of mercenaries, but... Like ex-fucking Navy SEALs. Yeah, like legit fucking killers, dude. As he should, dude. He uh, he pisses off people who would Clinton him. Well, and then being as famous as him, there's right. crazy people in the world. He does his own grocery shopping. That, good for him. He, at at H-E-B, according he, to Tony Hinchcliffe. You gotta live, like your life i think he was doing a pod with bert like six or seven months ago and they were just driving around austin and then they were at a red light and hinchcliffe rolls up next to them in a yellow ferrari <laughs> and they were like tony come on the podcast and so that's so they had a big old podcast oh yeah he's got a corvette with license plate that says yeah. roasting 
I worked on a, I tattooed this chick that was visiting from Austin like a few months ago. And I was like, you ever see Joe Rogan? And she's like, yeah, that's, you know. He ruined it. No, yeah. no, no. She didn't say that. She's like, yeah, he's cool. But you know, there's Austin and then there's, there's where rich people live. That's where Joe Rogan frequents. And I was uh, like, oh, okay. That makes sense. Big place, right? And, uh, so for us, it's like, he's not shopping at the. Bangor no. Main Main Street Shaw's. No, he's shopping where they. It's rich people. Yeah, like yeah. where your shopping carts get stuck on needles in the parking lot. Which makes sense. He's a billionaire, so he's you know. I'm surprised he even does his own shopping. Yeah, I I don't do my own shopping today. <laughs> I make Walmart bring that shit to my car, dude. If I was Rogan rich, nobody would ever see me. No. I would see, I would very, like, every so often, a drone would show up with a screen, and I'd be like, hey, guys, I'm just living my best. I'm just checking in. We would see each other, but most people wouldn't see me. Uh, If I got stupid rich, like, uh, if something crazy happened and I could keep it secret, I would take care of you guys, you know, and I would just... Nice. Oh, absolutely. I love you. What's the point of... I like to watch uh, this dude named Inez. Uh, he shows like mansions, you yeah. know, but he's awesome at it, dude. He walks through the mansion. I see these 50 bedroom mansions or 10 bedroom mansions or yachts. And I'm like, wow, this is incredible. But there's always a crew there. And then your entourage. How lonely is it for a, <clears throat> a super wealthy person when everyone's busy that day? So unless you have like your posse around or your like fucking housemaid staff or your chefs, you're just alone in this giant warehouse. You know, these mansions look like malls. And and how lonely is that, dude? So if I hit it big, I have to give you guys. I'd be so fucking low. When am I gonna count my fucking money? Yeah. There'd be a brief moment where it went to my head and be like, listen, peasant. <clears throat> yeah, we'd get in an argument someday and you'd be like, you'd have none of this without me. Yeah, the fuck, Coakley, you ungrateful fucking pig. You know what? I'm just going to leave this money on the floor, and I bet you take it. <laughs> I'm just going to put it, and you would. See, you'd be like, this is a dumb conversation, Richie, but thanks for the bucket Thank of money. Thank you very much. I would have done the same thing. If I was, like, super-duper wealthy, I probably would lean into my introvertedness hardcore, and I would, I would never leave the house. I would, I would have a very small, modest house with an underground lair. And like a bat cave or a man cave, maybe both. Fair. And uh, but like, how, are we talking Elon Musk money? Uh, let's. Uh, I don't want to say you can't make billions of dollars in your life, but let's do something feasible. You could be a hundred millionaire. All right, let's say a hundred million. Yeah. I know how to do things on the cheap. I could definitely build an underground layer. Yeah, you can, you build it yourself too. Yeah, I'd just fucking buy an excavator and dig a huge ass hole. Yeah, you're cheap like me. Even if I had millions of bucks, I'd still trade people for labor. Yeah, <laughs> like I'll give you a sleeve if you put my sink in for me. Yeah, yeah, clutching your coins. Uh, <laughs> I'd have a very modest house on a shitload of land, and I would just like resupply myself once a month with a fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah, I would literally if I had close to Elon money. I'd find one of those dudes working on, like, nuclear fusion, you know, and I just wouldn't tell the government that I have the technology. I'd find a way to power my home without anybody forever. You'd have an underground layer that's also a power plant. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's completely safe, you know, because you know it's out there. Mm. I'd take helicopter piloting lessons and buy my own helicopter so I don't even have to have a driveway. <laughs> and you could put a mega horn on it and fly over the tattoo shop, like, Ranch, get out here. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, Oh, Coakley, what's up? You'd be like, I'm richer than you, bitch. Yeah. And then just fly off. <laughs> Look at my helicopter, sucker. <laughs> <laughs> I would get an army of drones. 
I'd have 10 or 15 drones just flying around me at all times with, like, weapons on them. Hit up Elon, have him make you a fucking defense robot for your yard. Yeah. 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 yeah that bear, is A bear comes in your yard and it runs up, snaps its neck. <laughs> yeah. uh, it, but it's not sentient. No. Not sentient. No. It it's has, remote control. Yeah, and it has the same capabilities as, like, an Xbox. Nope, yeah. that's too much. Xbox can talk to, to, can talk to satellites. Uh, Roomba. Yeah, like a Roomba. Ah, Roomba's Bluetooth, so that can talk to a satellite. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're talking like... We could do remote control, like you fight them like a fucking... Uh, like Atari. Like one of them battle bots from that movie with Wolverine in it. That, oh, how sad would it be if you had a three-bit robot? It's like, I am so strong, but merely three bits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. Yeah. The robot thing, so Yellowstone freaks me out. And then robots freak me out, you know? Yeah, the robots are catching up quick. We don't need to talk about Shmusha and Schmootin, but that freaks me out. I don't like the way that's going. That's not going very good. Well, they want our government to... I don't want to get political, but the people in power in all these countries are money whores, and war mm -hmm. is big, big business. Big business. Who cares if the peasants die? Yeah. Because they're making... First, the Ukrainian people are very strong, resilient people. Right. And Russia quite easily could have gone in there and just pushed them over and done it. I think there's some wink-wink deals between weapons makers. Oh, we're running a proxy war there right now. <laughs> yeah. And we're then, uh, arming and funding them. Because Russia, if they really wanted to push and press, they, they could take half of Europe, you know? Yeah. It's probably maybe. not the right move. Maybe Putin could, like... I don't uh, know, man. They used to say, well, we've been arming them. Right. And... Most of Europe is in NATO who has all the same shit we've got. Yeah. Because we arm all them. And we can't even... I bet Kamala couldn't get a phone call. Putin would be like, I'm not talking to her. Like, I'm not even taking the call. would be like, who? Yeah. <laughs> but then Biden calls. He's like, ah, 200 billion million, 200... And then what that does nothing. <laughs> Dude, I talk to elderly people on the phone at work. It's fucking painful. Yeah. And you don't want to be rude. Yeah, you can't be rude because they're elderly, but you're like... Yeah. Do you, do you know what the problem is? Old people don't do push-ups. No, that's true. Yeah, once the body starts going, the brain's going to go with it. You got to do fucking push-ups. Yeah, they stop being active. We get a lot of people wanting us to find, like, tell them how to fix something over the phone. Right. And I'm like, I don't know what's wrong with it. It's not in front of me. Yeah. Well, it's doing this. Doesn't That tells me <laughs> nothing. <laughs> There's a dead mouse in it. Yeah. 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 Wait, you don't have to work on anything now over there, right? You just take the calls? Yeah, pretty much. And, like, I'm there as a floater. Right. So if, like, Luke, the little fucking bitch boy mechanic that works there, his dad's a lieutenant in the state police. He's a very sheltered child. Ooh. He asked me if vaginas get wet on their own. He's, oh, yeah, I remember you saying that. He's 20 years yeah. old. <clears throat> he should know that by now. He should have known that 10 years ago. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so I'm there to, like, answer questions for Luke or take care of his fuck-ups or, like, help Chansey with big projects or if there's big projects for me to do, I can do them and I just take my time and do them or sit up front when Mike's not there. Or when there's nothing to do and answer the phone and watch YouTube, which is what our, where we're at right now. Yeah. Like, I've taken a bunch of time off lately because it's, it's slow and Mike's like, yeah, I don't need you. I'm like, okay. That's cool. He can use, use the utility back. You can work whenever the fuck you want. And then the knife things, you yeah. know. Luke, the, Luke the was talking shit to me in the group chat yesterday about it. 
And he's like, you might as well quit. You're fucking useless. You'd barely come to work. You're fucking, oh, what did he say? A shitty knife maker. Like, he's just fucking. Right, he's just fucking with you, right? Or is he being serious? Uh, I don't know. I told him to keep that same energy, but I know you won't because you're a bitch. And he did not when I saw him today. <laughs> That's but, awesome. But uh, I think he was serious. But he's like just one of them arrogant punk kids, like, he don't want to listen to nobody. And he no. grew up spoiled, dude. I told him, I go, man, you just stopped breastfeeding six months ago. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, fucking true. Cut it out. No. And uh, you know what? Don't let, oh, I never know what to do now. I want to look at you and tell you that you're a solid ass knife maker, but we had this discussion. I just, you know, it's like, no, you're a piece of shit. Oh, no, I don't. <laughs> he doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah. He's just like talking shit to me because he's a kid. And then yeah. I'm there to be a floater for Mike and right. I'm not, he's not counting on me. That's easy money, dude. Why not? You're just going there to hang out and do nothing. Yeah. yeah. I didn't want to piss Mike off. I was almost like, yeah, I'm also the highest paid employee. So suck my dick. Right. To all yeah. my enemies. <laughs> and he doesn't, I mean, you worked with him a little before, but you were there for fucking years holding down the fort, dude. So other than Mike, I'm the only other master certified technician in the building. Yeah, dude, you clearly have a skill set. And then, yeah. uh, that kid just doesn't know better, man, you know, because uh, you are fucking – those knives, dude, they look better and better every time. Chansey hates him. Does he? Oh, bad. Chansey's like, I can tell you've never been punched in the face. Wow. Has, yeah. has Chansey been punched in the face? Probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he's he's from Exeter. Yeah, they fight for fun out yeah, there. I bet Chansey can fucking throw down, too. I wouldn't want to get hit by him. He's a big boy, dude. He's bigger than me. The way, the way Jeff punks him, though, it makes him look like a bitch. Uh, dude, Jeff yeah. was – I got a video of uh, – Jeff and him wrestling. Now, keep in mind, Jeff's how tall? Oh, I don't know, four foot three, four <laughs> foot four. He's small. He's a little fella. He was punching Chansey in the ribs, and Chansey <laughs> just like curls up like a baby and like starts crawling on the floor. And Jeff hops on his back and he's like riding him across <laughs> the shop. He's probably full mullet, ass crack everywhere. Yeah, I yeah. should. I should. I'll find that video on my laptop. And send it to you. Awesome. Yeah. We can use it as a reel for this episode. Dude, fuck yeah. Absolutely send that shit to oh, me. Oh, man. Yeah. I should just fucking put them all on a memory card and give you a copy of them. That'll be our reels forever. Uh, there's a video of me whipping Chansey in the belly with a wet towel. Because <laughs> as you know, we worked in restaurants and whipping towels is like, yeah, you have to know how to do it. We used to have competitions where at KFC where we would shut off the equipment with the towel. So oh. we'd flip, we'd flick the switch. With the towel, Dude. or like pull refrigerator <laughs> doors open with them. The most wretched thing I've ever seen at a restaurant from back of the house was at KFC. Yeah, like the most wretched thing I've ever seen. It it was a uh, <clears throat> oh fuck. I was fifteen. It's like my second job I ever had. I was like fifteen. Oh, uh, didn't you all guys work at fucking on Broadway? Yeah, the one on Broadway. That one's gross, bro. Yeah, yeah. It's Moe's now. It's Moe's Barbecue. Oh, Alley. that's right. It yeah. used to be up there. Yeah. Um. I don't, I don't know if I can say it. It's it's gross. It'll ruin KFC for so many people. All right, I'm gonna say it. <laughs> I'm not gonna say anyone's <laughs> name. I work with some friends there, and uh, some chick came through the drive-through, and my manager at the time, who I'm gonna just keep nameless. She was like, this bitch fucked my man. And I was like, oh, wow, <laughs> oh, that's no. crazy. I know where this is going. Yeah, and so uh, the chick ordered, like, one of those big tubs of mac and cheese. And so this particular man, mind you, this is 22 years ago. So we're past any statue of yeah. living. Yeah, we're, you know, I'm just sharing a maybe, maybe not story. 
She took her two fingers like she was putting it in like warm American pie. And she made a fucking hole in the center of that. And I'm not going to say I partook and I'm not going to say I didn't. But like three or four people took turns just hawking a loogie. Like big wads of loogie in there. And then she mixed up the fucking mac and cheese and she sent it. Oh, that ain't even that bad. Wow, okay, what have you seen? That that was one of the worst things I've ever seen in a restaurant. What do you got? That's- uh, I was at a taco establishment. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I'm not going to say who did it. We'll keep all this nameless because yeah. this is like, and if I'm you're pretty sure fucking you know with people's food is a felony. It's bad. You shouldn't do that. So the guy making the tacos looks over and he sees the guy who ordered them. And it was somebody who bullied him in high school. Oh, no. So he reaches down and he takes a fistful of his pubes and rips them out. Oh, that's savage. And throws them in the taco and then pack, finishes it, you know, covers them with cheese and whatnot. Dude, justice. And it just so happened that the guy, because he only bought two tacos, opened the tacos in front of the window and took the first bite before he drove off. So you guys got to witness the like he, the bombarding. He got the satisfaction of watching him eat his pubes. Wow. Don't bully people. This yeah, is, no. This is a lesson about bullying. And the and to be honest, the show is satire. Everything we just said may or may not be true. It's a parody of a parody. But the moral <laughs> of the story, to be introspective, don't bully others. And don't fuck with people who make your food. Um <laughs> I was at another establishment and there was a dishwasher that everyone hated. Just an annoying, weaselly little fucker. And he came in five minutes of clothes with like seven or eight of his buddies. And he ordered uh, loaded cheddar fries that came on these long rectangular plates. I may or may know it. Kind of plate you're talking. I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah, I may or may not know. All the guys on the line, not me included, I was actually doing something else. Um, they lined up and they all spit and blew their noses oh, on no. his French fries before they put the cheese and everything on. So it got all nice and melted yeah. in with the French fries. And then they watched in the doors of the kitchen <laughs> as him and his buddies oh, devoured it. Oh, it's not good. That's so gross. Uh, I didn't partake in that one, I promise. Um, I felt really bad watching that. I was like, oh, that's too far. That's too much. I can openly say that I don't. I don't think I've ever done anything like nasty like that. Because I can't imagine it. I, whenever like I'm out and like my girl gets like the order wrong, like if they bring the food and it's wrong, and my girl's like, um, you know, I'm like, I kick her under the table. I'm like, they're gonna put ass cheese in your food. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter if it was right or not. The, the 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 dude sent it. It was right. Just eat it. Pull up the scene from Waiting. Oh yeah, dude. That. Waiting is the most accurate restaurant movie I've ever watched. Um, I do know of one local name, somebody who everybody knows, who had a lot of people come join the party. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're saying. He used to frequent a restaurant I worked at, and his food got fucked with every time he ate there. This guy was a scumbag. He was banned from doing business in the state of Maine. I mean, you can pull out some Google if you're really feeling like it, but he uh, he ripped off lots and lots of poor people for thousands of dollars. Yeah, he was not a good business person. No, he was he, a, he was bad. He's he been around it. like a long time too. He's, he's he like, got no, banned from doing business in the state of Maine. Why would he stay? Yeah, he's very, very, very bad. But did you guys did something happen? No, nobody ever found out. 
He oh. always got mushroom Swiss burgers. Oh, okay. Mushroom Swiss burgers kind of look like spit anyways. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a long one. We'll just let it play out. The last four times we've come here. If you haven't seen the movie Waiting, see it. It's amazing. Well, uh, I apologize for the food the last few times, and we will certainly do our best to make sure that that doesn't happen. <laughs> oh, those cunts yeah, totally the exist. Yeah, they do. Poor Amy, she's a different story. See, she was DOA from the very beginning. And by extra lemon, we mean enough for our waters Pause and it. then some more. Oh, look at the scowl on that woman's face. Sorry about that, everybody. Thank you so much. Yes, sorry about that. Hey, Monty, could you drop off my food, please? I can't deal with that bitch anymore. No problem. No problem. <laughs> I love Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds is awesome. Amy's busy, so I thought I'd bring your food out for you. He but just sold his uh, wireless service oh, for a billion would dollars. Would you like me to take the food back? And He's a billionaire now? Mm -hmm. Holy shit. Yeah. He owns a soccer team ramps. with Mac from Always Sunny. Nice. They bought a soccer team uh, in Europe. And Wait. Did that waitress listen to a word I said? This steak is medium rare. I asked for it medium. And I wanted extra gravy on my mashed potatoes. Let me ask you something. How hard is your job? How intelligent do you have to be to take a food I've worked order? with a couple crews in the back of the house where this would not fly. You're absolutely right, and uh, I apologize. I'm going to get this fixed for you right away. Oh, yeah. Good. Now I can finish my salad. <laughs> why, do, why do people act that way, dude? I, I don't would, know, I, dude. I never treat anyone like that out in public. And what most people don't realize is, like, a lot of servers are single, and a lot of cooks are single, and the cooks are trying to fuck those servers. Yup. Oh, come on, guys. She wasn't that bad, was she? Well, Amy, it's your table. You decide. If you mix this movie with Anthony Bourdain's Kitchen Confidential, it is 100%. 100%. The first thing we do is we add a little extra gravy to the mashed potato. Oh, God, kid. Oh, <laughs> God. That's it. Good job, buddy. Good job. Nice one. Followed by a thin spread of cheese for your garlic bread. Some Fromunda cheese. Oh, uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Seen that happen. Fresh from the taint. We like this. Good. <laughs> Up next, what we're going to do is, yeah, how about a little guacamole for the steak? Whoa, 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 whoa. What are you doing? <laughs> Come on, man. You can't be mixing Mexican and continental. Mom, man, I thought you was better than that. <laughs> <laughs> Have a little garlic salt. Ah, oh, God. Dandruff flakes. Oh, God. These guys have a deep commitment to their job. Finally, a garnish of alfalfa sprouts. Oh, good God. You just literally went over this. <laughs> touch of class. <laughs> He's amateur though. He put it right on the top. Right. Mm. Obviously, that bitch is gonna notice a fucking big old short yeah. and curly on top of a mash. Good stuff. Was that Anna Ferris? I don't know. Uh, if it is her, yeah, that is Anna Ferris. Ah, oh, I fucking love her. Ah, oh, dude. Here you go, ma'am. I had the chefs take extra special care of it. That's yeah. the code. I'm truly sorry for the inconvenience. That's <laughs> the code. <laughs> oh, oh, I know they're acting, but it's so hard to watch it. 
should probably feel guilty, but she broke the cardinal rule. Don't fuck with people that handle your food. Amen. Yes. And he said it like the true Canadian that he is. Yeah. Don't fuck. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is awesome. Um, I just, I love the way he talks. It's like a mixture of like Michael Jackson and Prince. <laughs> but Canadian. Yeah. Um, that dude that you sent me on Instagram that does the Arnold Schwarzenegger voices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he has one, like, it's him in person. And he's like, this is my impersonation of Ryan Reynolds. And he goes, hey. And Ryan Reynolds is right next to him. And he goes, get the fuck out. And he's like, all right, good idea. And he just gets <laughs> up and leaves. It's Joe Monarch. He's, bro, he's. Or Brian Monarch. He's fucking good, He's man. good, dude. His Arnold is fucking, like, the best. And they deep fake Arnold's face over, like, women's bodies and, like, yeah. everybody. And it looks real. They do that movie Bridesmaids when they get the, the food poisoning and they're shitting. <laughs> yeah. That, ah, uh, do you know what I just found out? Do you know who Maya Rudolph is? Nope. Maya Rudolph is the bride and bridesmaid. She's the one that like took a shit in the street. Here, let me pull her up so you can see. You recognize her. She was, as far as SNL, she was on when Amy Poehler was on and uh, 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 the chick with the cut on her face. What's her fucking name? She's really famous. Uh, cut on her face? Ah, let's look at the cast here. Everyone will know what I'm talking about, but uh, hold on a second. Scarface was on SNL. Ah, I can't think of her name. She was on a SNL lady. 2004. Oops. Is she hot? Uh, she's. Have you ever seen Knocked Up? Yeah. Not Knocked Up. Uh, uh, Baby Mama. Nope. Ah, damn, dude. Shit. Snow cast off the beat before. Let's find it here. Uh, they're not showing me. How do you ask things? I don't know. Nobody else can see this, though, so I guess. Oh, it's. That chick, right? Tina Fey. Tina Fey. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know she had a scar in her face. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, Tina Fey is the one. Uh, so, let me just show you Maya Rudolph because I'm going to blow your mind. You'll know. Oh, uh, you know uh, Idiocracy? No, actually. The hooker? The, the chick that's the hooker? That's Maya Rudolph? I don't think I've ever seen it. Uh, we I scrolled over it on Amazon the other day and I was going to watch it. Bro, you should. It's really good. Is it? The guy that invented Oh, yeah, her, yeah. Her mom. Uh, you know that song, uh, Loving You? Yeah. And ah! <laughs> Dude, that's her mom. What? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. So, and then her dad is a record producer that banged her mom back he recorded the song for, and that's what made him Maya Rudolph. He's like, if you do this, I'll give you a record deal. Yep. And now, and dude, she's one of the funniest women alive, in my opinion. She's yeah. fucking hilarious. She's kind of hot. I love her. Dude, she's like in her 50s now, too. Would smash. They all are. You smash. <laughs> I smashed this lady. That's so funny. Coakley saw a G-Milf recently. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do anything wrong. We'll tell that, that story off air for the rest of humanity. <laughs> 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 I didn't do anything wrong. No, you most certainly did not. You flattered a G-MILF. I just don't have a filter. No, none. You're a, you're a filterless cigarette all the way. I was honestly surprised. I didn't think she was 60. That's so funny. <laughs> uh, like I said, I will tell that story for the rest of humanity. Just uh, not, a, not on the air. Unless we get rich enough, we can get some good lawyers. What kind of... Do we got any good stories? Oh, man. I don't know. We've we already... just saw Blue. Do we have any good stories about our buddy Justin? 
Yeah, yeah, I have a lot of good stories with Justin. <laughs> <laughs> Statute of limitations has expired. Yeah, I would hope so. Yeah. I would hope so. I mean, I think he went to jail for one of our cool stories, so he's already been punished for the crime. Oh, that's right. Oh, when he got caught going uh, cross state lines? No, no, no. There was an incident with a biker in a car, like oh. a bicycle rider in oh, a car. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I remember that. I wasn't there, but I remember that was finding out. Uh, we're so old, and I'm not going to tell the story, but that was one week before the 9-11. Wow, that happened. That was before. Wow. That happened maybe seven, eight days before, like, the 9-11. Wow. Like, the never forget 9-11. We're fucking old, dude. Dude, I know. When I think about it, I'm like, God damn, man, 9-11 was, what, 22 years ago now? Yeah. 23, 22. Yeah. Yeah. I, was in, I was walking from the foreign language wing of Brewer High School into the tech building, which is where all the art and shop stuff was. And uh, Phil Santa Cruz comes flying out the door and he goes, they bombed the World Trade Center in the Pentagon. I go, what the fuck are you talking about? And he goes, it's all over the TV. Go in and look. And I go in Miss Pennypacker's art class. And right as I walked through the door, the second plane hit the tower. And I was like, what the fuck? Isn't it nuts how you can remember where you were? Yeah, it's weird. Where I was, was with Blue. I was with Blue. Uh, we stayed up all night in this fucking... I should have been in school, but I was a homeless kid. We were in some trap apartment just getting fucked up all night. <laughs> and uh, we woke up to uh, a, one of our, at that time, friends, but now we don't like associate with him. But he was banging on the door, just banging on the door, trying to get everyone to wake up. And uh, we were like, dude, what the fuck, man? You know, we're all like hung Who over. Who was it? Who was it? <clears throat> And uh, oh, and uh, he's like, we've been bombed, we've been, b-. and we were like, dude, shut the fuck up, you know. And then we kicked on the TV, and we're like, whoa, like, all right. And like, maybe five minutes later, that second plane fucking hit the World Trade Center, dude. So that's where I was. And then I went downtown and got high with Joel all fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> I've known you motherfuckers too long. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh, bastards. Yeah. Never forget, man. What a bad day. People have forgotten. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, dude, you were in a high school and somebody was like, oh, we got bombed. If that happened now, every kid in that school, they would fall on the ground and have a panic attack. My coworker that runs his mouth is, uh, he wasn't even born yet. Wow. Wow. You you should even have a right to speak if you were born after 9-11 at this point. He got mad at me for something one day and I was like, what the fuck are you going to do about it? Right. He's like, oh. Nothing. <laughs> I'm going to call my dad. I come from a long line of professional tattletales. <laughs> He's, it's weird. And I know it's because of his upbringing, but he always is like into everybody else's business. Yeah, that's because he's a cop. So yeah. That's their job is to be in everyone's business and then tattle what they find. Yeah. Was, yeah. He, uh, he went through my, my boss's wife has like a little cooler, zip up cooler bag she puts in the fridge with all her snacks and whatever in it. And uh, she's a fitness freak, so she takes a fucking shitload of supplements. Right. So Luke was, like, snooping through her bag one day, and he pulled out the pills, and he goes in her office, and he goes, I didn't know you were a pill popper. They didn't fire him? No. No. Did they? uh, Mike, uh, like, a day later, Mike was like, Luke said something, and Mike goes, if you ever fucking go through my wife's shit again, you're going to be fucking fired, or you can take all the days off or something like that. Right, yeah. But, uh. Yeah. 
Wow. He, he was 17 at the time. He's 20 now. That wouldn't have gone over well. With, oh, okay, so he's been there, and they know the kid now. Well, and, he's left and come back and left and come back. Because I would have been like, dude, I'm not going to be rude to you, but you got to pack your shit and get the fuck out. Don't ever come back. You know I have I mean? a video of him and Chansey wrestling in the parking lot because Chansey threw a bucket of water in his face. Oh, and this was like a slap off? Like yeah. they were going at it, dude? Yeah, Chansey lost. <laughs> oh, no. We were just talking about how tough Chansey is. Well, I mean... I'll send you the video. I don't think he didn't lose, but we were. I was fucking filming it from inside my car, and I was like, "Chancy, he's beating your ass." <laughs> <laughs> was it like real? Where they they were like, "Listen, nothing in the face of the balls," and they just wrestled. No, it was like impromptu, and then uh, they're both pretty fat, so they both got winded pretty quick. Oh, so Wrestling this, takes a lot out of you. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this is like a just a fat, spoiled. Cop they just kind of roll around on each other on the pavement for a couple minutes with me laughing in the background. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, one of the funniest things because we used to fuck with Luke really hard, and uh, one of the funniest things that ever happened was they had a hose hooked up in my bay that went out the door so I could spray mowers off and shit and, or Jeff could or whatever, our buddy Jeff. And uh, Luke was running his mouth one day to Jeff, which is not a good idea. No, not to, not to the little fella. No, and Jeff was like spraying a mower off and he just pointed it right at Luke's face and just fucking held it and started spraying it. <laughs> and Luke is so inexperienced in the world, he didn't think to kink the hose off right he just grabbed it and was trying to reel himself into jeff <laughs> and i didn't get it on video oh that's too bad i know that's something jeff would do just point blank bam and just right start hosing face. you down yeah. yeah uh jeff has uh i don't know he's like mighty mouse dude like not that mma fighter but like just mighty mouse he has mighty mouse attitude yeah yeah Big jeff and i wrestled for about 30 seconds one time jeffrey me and jeffrey like, what happened? In the apartment. I picked him up off the ground, and <laughs> as I was slamming him into wooden bookshelves, he was punching me in the liver, and it fucking hurt so bad. Oh, I bet, dude. That shit hurts. Because I had him up, so he had a perfect line of sight at my sides. And so, he like, right on the edge of your rib cage. Yeah. Like, right there. Yeah, because the liver's in front, so kidneys. Was he actually punching you? Oh, he was lacing into me, dude. That's <laughs> why I slammed him into the shelves so hard. What? What, like, were you guys just playing or was Yeah, it, like, we were just serious? fucking around, but Jeff Jeff doesn't have multiple speeds. Jeff no. has all or nothing. Well, yo, yo, he's little. Yeah, so he hit me in the side, and I was like, that was a real punch. And I, I picked him right up off the ground and slammed him into the shelves. And then my ex-wife and uh, Jackie, when they first started dating, it was right when him and her first started dating. Oh, no shit. And my ex-wife and Jackie were like, stop it, you guys. You guys are fucking idiots. No, you're fucking idiots. They both are fucking idiots. Mm -hmm. I, I love Jackie, don't get me wrong. Uh, but back then, she was a fucking idiot. I've only met her a couple times. She's a nice lady. Yeah. 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 Oh, dude, it's uh, funny. Jeff's got some wrestling stories in the old apartment, dude. You know that one legendary sh story where, uh, you know, like Joel separated his shoulder or whatever. Mm -hmm. the oh, fuck. the lucky wrestling move or whatever. <laughs> that Joel still talks about to this day almost every time I see him. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. He put him in some weird Kimura or some yeah, shit. Yeah, don't, don't mess with me. I'll fucking rip your shoulder off like I did to Jeff. Yeah. Well, I mean, to Joel's favor, he did outweigh Jeff by like, what, 180 pounds that day? At that point, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jeff's fat now. He wasn't fat back then. No, dude, I'm a buck 80. 
Jeff is 180 pounds right now. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. He's awful roly poly. I'm I, a I'm a easily 18 inches <laughs> taller than him. I waved at him this morning when I was driving by him. We passed each other in the road when we were both going to work. Did he see? You? No, he didn't see me. He was scratching a scratch ticket on his steering wheel. Ah, <laughs> uh, dude, I'm gonna order up some fucking some shitty bumper stickers. I'm gonna go b just barrage the back of his car with him. Yeah, because he works at that supermarket. So he yeah, just find his car and fucking. He'll never know. It took me days to find that bumper sticker when you guys did it to me. Like, days. <laughs> yeah. Broke back since way back. <laughs> I'll help you find it. <clears throat> um, where did you even find that bumper sticker? eBay. eBay. It what? was $3. Offensive. I bet if I just punch in, like, offensive. I'll buy That's one all right I now. punched in offensive bumper, bumper sticker. sticker. That's really funny. And a lot of them that popped up were like Confederate flags and stuff, or then there was like straight up penis ones. Or oh my god, he works at the Natural Living Center. It'd be funny <laughs> to put the Confederate flag on the put, back of his put car. a Trump twenty twenty four sticker on his car. <laughs> 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 yeah, he works at a hippie fucking grocery store, a privately owned hippie grocery store. So it's extra private. What well, or extra hippie? Uh, none of these are good enough. I love nuts in my mouth. That's a good one. Uh, that one that says, I'm so gay. <laughs> I put one of those on Luke's truck and he cried. Did he really? Yeah. I oh, don't be so fucking insecure, Luke. Like, I run a business and you're mad. <laughs> Is he suggesting that gay people can't run businesses? Dude, he... What a fucking piece of he, shit. He, uh... He cries on a regular basis, like, to the point now where... Because he was, you know, he's very sheltered. Like, super sheltered. Bro, imagine the worst possible case of sheltering a, a boy, and this is what you've got. Uh, Chansey makes him cry on purpose on a regular basis. All you have to do to make Luke cry is scream at him. Really? So if you scream <laughs> at him at the top of your lungs, which tells me that he got screamed at a lot at home. Right. Uh, well, if his dad's a cop, of course he got screamed at at home. Yeah, some other cops that know them said that the family's weird. Oh, yeah, when you become a cop, and I support the police. Anyone listening, I'm on your fucking side. We're all people. I want, like, everyone to be healthy, you know, and mm -hmm. safe. But when you become a cop, you get so used to people doing what you say that you're so accustomed to it. When they don't do what you say, you just use violence and force. And then you think that ends it. You don't think they take that home? Yeah. They, uh, they take that home. They look for things to be wrong at home because that's what they do for a living. They look for things to be wrong. Yeah. They've gotten divorced since uh, I met him, but... Oh, that's stupid. Poor Luke, man. Maybe Chancey we should... tried to fuck his mom. What? Wait, hold on. <laughs> he sent Luke's mom, like, text to, like, he's like, hey, you want to hang out? Like, Are you like, fucking serious? Like, yeah, was, dude. Was he serious or just yes. hates Luke so much? Both. Okay. Both. And did Chancey... Because Luke's mom's kind of hot. Uh, and she was like, oh, I'm going to fuck She didn't him. respond to him. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. That's, I was rooting for Chansey there. <laughs> I was hoping. Too. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, what a great way to get back at your shady husband. I'm going to get this I love BBC fucking uh, bumper sticker for Jeff. For Jeff? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. Oh, man. Oh, poor Luke, dude. I, uh, should we bleep Fuck. out his name? Does it matter? No. Yeah, all right, cool. Fuck yeah. that kid. I've never met him, so hell yeah, let's fucking run with it. Good for that, dude. I want to find... We'll dance for truck parts. That's awful. Uh, he's a virgin, too. He's like a... How fat is he? Fat people get banged out all the time. He asked me to crack his back, and I couldn't get him off the ground. Are you serious? Yeah, he's thick. He's probably 6'2". He's taller than me. And he... Wow, really? But he's just a thick, fat, roly-poly, fucking spoiled... 
fucking yeah dude so this giant man baby walked into somebody else's bag and was like i didn't know you was addicted to pills yeah he's just a you know he's a bitch that's weird who fucking snoops see that's so weird because you probably take him as like a normal person but left to his own devices he's snooping through other people's shit he, he went to chancy's house and chancy caught him looking through his drawers and shit Dude, that's f- bro. That- I shit you not. He went over to another coworker's house and was like looking around. And at this point, we know, right? And Sam was like, "What the fuck are you looking for?" And he's like, "Oh, sorry, it's just a habit." Uh, uh, and who taught you this habit, young man? Yeah. Wow. It sounds like this dude has like a mental illness. Like clearly, like, maybe there, there's I don't some know. shit. People don't just do that, man. Uh, I believe you're born a psychopath. But a sociopath would be, like, learned behavior, like yeah, a product it, of environment. I think his is all learned behavior. Yeah. He got mad at me one day because I was like, how many times has your dad uh, blackmailed the chick into blowjobs? He runs his mouth, like, constantly. Right. Like, when I lived in a trailer before I bought the house, he was like, go, go figure your fucking trailer trash. Oh, wow. And I was like, do you want to get punched in your fucking mouth? Right, seriously. Yeah, Holy like, shit. I'm twice your age, bro. Yeah. Like, that's wow. Yeah. And what would he have done? Nothing. Nothing. He would have cried. cried. You would have slapped him. He would have done nothing. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I don't because he's a baby. No. And we get to the point we're like old now. You know, in our twenties it was different. Even in our early thirties it was different. But now we're like getting old. Yeah. And just let shit go. the The worst thing is punch a twenty year old to get arrested by a twenty year old. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All I have to say to him is like. I just laugh in his face most of the time. Yeah. Mike tells him not to. Right. Mike and I have, Mike's my boss. We've worked together long enough that Mike knows how quick I am. Yeah. And so, like, when Luke starts mouthing off to me, he's like, Luke. Luke, drop it. Unless you want to be wiping the tears up. Yeah. You know, shut the fuck up. Chansey's fair game. It's hilarious to watch him and Chansey. Because Chansey's quick, but he's not as quick as me. I just couldn't imagine going into someone else's house and going through their shit. Dude, when he told me that, I was like, he's never coming to my house. Yeah, no, fuck that, dude. If I was at your house at the same time and I saw him snooping through shit, I would beat his ass for you, man, yeah. on your property. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. what the fuck are you doing, young man? Like, not just, like, standing there looking around. He was, like, opening drawers like looking through his drawers. Yeah, and I bet he wasn't going to take anything. He just wanted to see, yeah. you know? And then he walks into your room and he's like, so I found some fucking vitamins in your drawer, Coakley. Let's talk about this. What's going on with these? Yeah. Why do you have a bunch of pot plants hanging from the ceiling above your garage? Uh, that's how you dry weed, buddy. Yeah, I left mine up there too long. Oh, it's no. It's ruined. So I just left it. It's still there. Wait, was it in the garage where you grind? Yeah. Bro, it's good. Throw that fucking dirty <laughs> shit away before you die. It's upstairs. That's funny. Even at the pay-per-view, you, like, drop some keef on the floor. What? No, no, you had dropped it off prior. And I'm like, you show me where you drop that shit on the floor <laughs> before I go smoking that shit, man. Yeah. It was all right. No, no, that was fun, dude. I didn't, I didn't like, scrape the pavement to get it up. I just kind of, there was so much of it, I just kind of right. scooped yeah. off the pile. Very minimal carcinogen. I was, it was, like, one of those mornings, like... You know, like you wake up and you fucking stub your toe and then right. like you drop your coffee and like it all seems to happen on the same day. Yeah. Something else had happened that morning that annoyed me. And then I went in the garage to roll a blunt and I pick up my grinder and the bottom fell off where all the keef is stored and fucking landed on the floor. When you're by yourself, do you throw Richie Rage moments? Because if I had had a bad morning and then I dropped the keef on the floor, I would have calmly walked over to a tool and then pegged it at the wall as hard no, as I could. No, I'm fully calm all the time. Ah, you really are, man. I was just like, oh, 
Because then if you dwell on it, Right. It, or you allow it to make you mad, the rest of your day is going to go as shitty as that moment. How the fuck do you stay so... Com Dude, I get... Ra I Like, once my flip, like, the switch happens, I have no control un until, like, eight minutes later. Then the adrenaline dies down. I feel less shaky. Um, but I just... Dude, I get fucking mad. I know you do. Yeah. You've, said, you've blown up on me before. I've blown up on every single person in my life twice. And <laughs> the last time you did it, I was like, you know what? We need to have this conversation face to face. So I just drove over here and stared at you while you tattooed a little bit. <laughs> so funny. Done. <laughs> yeah, you, you walked in, you had like a glare. You're like, what's up, bitch? I'm just going to sit right here and look at you. <laughs> I did too. I moved my chair so I could see Richie yeah. and I just sat there and stared at him while he tattooed. But luckily with you guys, we all know each other really well. Yeah. You, you know, we all have, like, I'm a good dude, man. I just get uppity and uh, I, like, I will give you guys a hug every day of the week. I, I was internally homies. laughing. Yeah. While I was staring at you, because in my head I was like, I know he can feel me staring at him, and it's bothering him. Yeah. <laughs> and in I'm my like, head, I bet I was like, I bet he's internally laughing because he's staring at me. <laughs> and then, and then I would do this, mm, and there you are staring at. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, you hurt my feelings that day, so we all have uh, good days and bad days. The one cool thing about having friends of like 20, 30 years. I'm just giving you motherfuckers a hug. I can't stay mad at anybody, you know? We had a big blow up when we worked together at Ruby's. And, like, you walked off the line and you went outside. And, like, after the rush was over, I came out. And I thought you had, like, left the shift. And you, were and you weren't. You were sitting out there trying to calm down. And you sat next to the outdoor freezer box thing on the milk crate, smoking yeah. a cigarette. And we just sat there and held hands. Yeah, we stared at the night sky and just held hands and smoked yeah. a cigarette. No homo. We're brothers. <laughs> Um, I was like, I'm sorry I screamed at you. And you're like, I'm sorry I smashed your pan grabber thingies. Back then it was tough too. Cause like, <clears throat> like, dude, I worked with like, like other cooks with anger problems. And one of those cooks had a worse anger problem than me a few and, of them and a way worse mouth, which a is, which is crazy. Cause I'm mouthy. A few of them did. Yeah. And so I would see them rage out. And as a young person, I'm like, ah, oh, cool. This is a place we can do that. And yeah. we just took turns, but what made it extra tough is I was in my early 20s, and that's when your balls drop. You know, peak testosterone. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, ah, not you, but it was just a difficult place to work. You know, like it just sucked. I was the only manager that had back of house experience. So, like, I would get phone calls on my day off. So and so is flipping out. What do I do? Right. Do I stop them? No, you leave them the fuck alone. Yeah. Like, just let them get through it. Uh, here's a good one. Have you tried walking back there and treating the cooks with dignity and respect? Yeah, because that never happened. Yeah. Well, how, except for me. Uh, why are they mad? Uh, how long have they been on the clock? 11 hours? Have they gotten a chance to smoke a cigarette or have a lunch break? No. Okay, did they cook for all the waiters and waitresses that got a lunch break? Yes. Why don't you break them out for five minutes so they can go smoke? Did they make one-tenth <clears throat> of the money in that amount of time that the front of house did? Yes. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but... Fuck, dude. At the same time... It was fun. That's restaurant life, though. If you read... It, after reading Anthony Bourdain's Kitchen Confidential, I, f I feel so much better about that job. Because even if you work as a sous chef somewhere... It's you're, everywhere, yeah. Dude, your life is shit. No one gives a fucking shit about you. And if you work under a chef, he doesn't give a fuck. Uh, like, they do, but they don't treat you with respect and dignity. You get it the fuck done. You do it right. Yeah. And you do it right the first time. Oh, man. I wonder... The verbal abuse that we have <laughs> incurred, or, like... Fucking yeah. overcome and dished out at a <laughs> restaurant is like, dude, I remember John Boy 
and the servers being so scared of John Boy. Yeah. And yeah. they're like, Ryan, will you ask John Boy for blue cheese? I'm like, yo, John, blue cheese. Yeah, man. It up. <laughs> yeah. One of the servers comes up and he's like, fuck you, bitch. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unprovoked. She just walked in the door. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they they'd be like, "Hey, what's up with that guy?" Be like, "He's cool. I go to his house and hang out. <laughs> he's, yeah. perfect, he's perfectly fine. He just doesn't like being talked down to." We were there once, and it was a, uh, it was the summer, and it was a beautiful, beautiful summer day. And you know that establishment was at the mall. Yeah. And so the entrance, one of the main entrances of the mall, was right where Ruby's was. There was like a little side door that we'd come out, you know, and that's where the dumpsters were. So it was like the most beautiful day. John Boy <clears throat> and I sat out there by the freezers in the cage. Not the freezer, but the uh, the fucking, or I guess there was a freezer out there and the dumpsters and shit. And we just chiefed weed. We chiefed <laughs> weed and hundreds of people were walking in and out, dude. You know what I mean? We were just getting high as fuck. And then we went back in. I was a manager and I wasn't allowed to smoke weed. <clears throat> and I did anyways. And me and John Boy would get blazed every Wednesday at 4.30 in the morning before inventory. Oh, yeah, because he did the truck, right? Yeah, him and I had worked together before I was a manager. Like, we were friends. At, like, me and you, we worked together. Yeah. We were all, it's a small area. We were all friends before I was in a management position. So it was like, kind of, you. I couldn't be fake. I couldn't be like, nah, man, I'm not going to smoke that weed. Right. Like, obviously. Did they drug test you? They drug tested me once to get the position. Right. And then that I knew they were never going to do it again. Yeah, no, it's rubies. Yeah. Know? That's, uh, yeah, whatever. John, fuck it. Dude, the best way to describe him is he is like Nate Diaz's cousin. <laughs> That's the best way to put it, dude. Yeah. That is the I best way to put it. I fucking miss that dude so much. I haven't seen him in a long time. He's doing really good. There's a, I think he got married. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm friends with him on Facebook. But I don't think he has one. Uh, well, I saw a new account because I used to be, and uh. then uh, <clears throat> it looks like there's, like, another account. He does. He looks, like, happy when it's suggested to me. Uh, you know, Dude, I have shit. a crazy story about John Boy. Yeah? So the Big Apple right down the street from where we're sitting right now. Right. It was – I was driving my mom's car because my car was in the shop, and John's ex was a fucking psycho. And I pull up to the gas pump, and there's John Boy pumping gas into his car. All of a sudden, his old lady comes out, starts flipping out on him, slapping him in the face. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude, it was bad. And uh, he looks at me, and he goes, can you give me a ride? And I was like, yeah, hop in, bro. Yeah, for sure, dude, yeah. So he hops in my car. She runs over to the driver's side and starts punching my fucking windshield. Dude, no, like your blazer? No, it was my mother's car because oh, okay. my blazer was in the shop. Ah, fuck. And she was punching my mom's windshield. She's like, bitch, this is my mom's car. The car's a fucking standard. Right. Oh. So uh. I go to slam it in reverse and I stall the car out. Yes. Oh, it's so embarrassing. Yeah, so I fire it back up. She's still punching the windshield. Didn't break it. Jesus Christ. I back out. I hop on the interstate. And I'm literally, so he, ha he was on his way to work. So I was coming from Brewer going up 395 on I-95 to the mall. Right. I was probably doing 125 miles an hour. Oh, my God. She followed you? She followed me on my ass, dude. No. Never lost me. So <laughs> I'm doing 125, weaving in and out of cars. <clears throat> I'm in my early 20s, so, like. I You're racing I, this bitch. I, I You're doing was, it, dude. I thought I was invincible. Right. And I was in a standard. Yeah. And she's right on my ass the whole time. And I get to the mall, and John, like, literally, he's like, slow down to, like, 10 miles an hour, bro. 
And I was like, all right. So I slow right down and we get like on the road still at the parking lot at the end of Ruby Tuesdays, like where the entrance to the, like where we would park to go to work. Right. And John just tuck and rolls out of my car Shut into the, the grass. Shut the fuck up, dude. Yeah. Gets up and fucking books it into Ruby Tuesdays through the back door. Oh my God. Yeah. What did she do? She followed him and I drove off. What the fuck, bro? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. That's why I was so happy to see him get with this girl, because she's like an awesome chick, and I was like, yeah. fuck yeah, dude. That's unhealthy. Yeah. You handled that much better than I would. I was laughing. Because <clears throat> that's you. You don't take anything personal. No. I would have pulled over, got out of the car, and punched her in her fucking head. If she had broken yeah. my mom's windshield, I would have bought my new mom, my mom a new windshield. You were the nicest guy in the world. I may not have punched her in the head, but I don't think she would have kept following me. I think it made her more mad, because as I was... She, I was looking at her through my windshield. She's punching my windshield, and I'm just laughing at oh her. Oh, my God. That's because you can't take it serious. It's, I, I don't feel things normally, I think. No, you Because a lot of people don't. would be terrified. They'd have an adrenaline dump. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I would have had a, oh, you like to partake in rage. <laughs> Let's see who can rage harder, because I'm going to combat your anger with more anger. Yeah. Um, but... We were in our 20s back then. Yeah. I'm glad he's doing good, man. He's a good guy. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple people on there on the old book of face that I fucking keep up with a little bit still. Yeah. One of the waitresses is doing good. She uh, like bought a salon or owns a salon or some shit. And, uh, who? Kate? Yeah, I think. And then, uh, yeah. Fuck, it's so nuts to think that we were all young and like not like dude. where we are today. You know, like, and dude, Jesus, when... If I was 24, fuck, that was 10, 11, 12 years ago. I can't believe it's been that long. You know who's still doing the exact same thing they were back then? Who? Matt Dembo. <laughs> really? Is he a, a waiter? Yeah, <laughs> at a coffee shop. Fuck him. Remember that day I blew up on him on Facebook? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh, what did he say to me? He was like, because I have to market on in, on social media. Yeah. He said something about, like, I was pathetic for always posting stuff, looking for my little affirmations. No, you're trying to make money. Yeah, and uh, I gave him both barrels. I remember that. Yeah, the Coke with yeah. both barrels. I believe I said something along the lines of, oh, you're accumulating college debt. Right, yeah. And you're not where you want to be in life, so you got to take it out on me because you're still working in a fucking coffee shop. I try to be so cordial every time I'm on the interweb because I want my name associated with niceness so right. the algorithm doesn't boot me. And then I get worried about this podcast. We don't put, po like, I don't post the podcast on Facebook, right? Right. And then I'll share a story on Instagram that's connected to Facebook. Then the algorithm listens to one of these and they're like, whoop, beep, 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 boop, boop, offensive. No. And then I'm, I'm yanked right off of the algorithm. They're not going to listen to this. They don't listen to it. No. I have, they probably look for trigger words. I doubt it. Yeah, I guess I, you're right. We post through a third-party platform. I guess you're right. Yeah. 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 Oh, none, of, none of our social medias are linked to the actual broadcasting platform of the show. I suppose you're right. Um, yeah. We got to figure out how to get in there so we get some fucking video on there. Yeah, we should probably bleep out Dickbag's name, though. I, I looked. I saw the timestamp. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You yeah, pissed me off that day. Yeah, they do that. I uh, That's why... Uh, anybody on first and foremost i'm barely on my personal page i'm always on my uh, my tattoo page that's where like i'm on and posting 
But uh, anyone that says something ridiculous that I just disagree with to the extent I want to say something because they're being so extreme, like I don't care what they're thinking. I'm not like a thought police. Just I think somebody's character makes up whether they're a good or bad person. Like somebody could be against abortion. You know, someone could be even like intolerant toward homosexuality. I don't believe that makes them a bad person. It means they have a bad opinion. You know what I mean? But yeah. like your character is what makes good or bad. So I'll see people being dumb and I'm like, oh, I just want to fucking poke the bear because it's fun. I I muted people who I don't want to not be friends on there because, you know, people take that personal. Right. And then I booted the people that just fucking can't get their heads out of the political world and just being ignorant. And so my Facebook, it's pretty calm. But I use Instagram to just not... Nothing on Instagram is, for me, it's all, uh, at this point, knife making. Any of you motherfuckers listening, you guys are talented motherfuckers. I love all the knife makers that I've followed and, and see. So my feed is like knife making, woodworking, and like tattoo shit. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's puppies, thirst traps, and knives. <laughs> thirst traps. <laughs> uh, the bro down gets some weird. We've gotten some fucking weird followers, dude, on the bro down. It Insta. happens. The yeah. bot accounts. Yeah, it's. Uh, I can tell that a lot of you, uh, you knife makers out there, like some of those thirst, those thirst traps. <laughs> it's not just me, because uh, I get, I get like reaffirmed, like I'm not a fucking creeper when I like, like I see a chick right. that I follow and I see her picture, and then there's like five other makers like this photo. <laughs> I was like, nice, because I try to be supportive. <clears throat> if the, you know, you guys are showing us love on the Instagram, you know, and so I'm trying to like, like post and be like, hey, dude, your fucking craftsmanship's awesome. And the more I do that, the more I get like the the like the weird bot messages you know i can hear the robot voice would you like to see some titties and it's not even real people have been mentioning you to me what they're like you should ask lunchbox this this or this and i'm like who the fuck is lunchbox right in oh that's head. me yeah i yeah, know yeah, it's yeah. you but yeah. in the moment i'm like pretty richie <laughs> I'm like, what the, like, and then i always forget what they want me to ask i get a lot of mess i get a lot more messages now than i never have before from people i don't know and like sometimes I'll be driving and it'll be a reel, right, or something like that. And I'll I'll be like, "Huh, oh, that's funny," but I'm driving, so I put my phone down, and then it's out of mind. Gone. Yeah, yeah. And I, I do totally forget thing. to reply. Yeah, I do the same thing. Yeah. Uh, what are some of the questions, man? I don't remember. Fair, fair. Um, I love some of my pseudonyms. Like you've given me three good ones. There's Richie Rage. Yeah. Pissy Richie. Yeah. And pretty Richie. Yeah. That's basically the facet of my life. Those three right there. You know what I mean? But then uh, <clears throat> Lunchbox is so rad, dude. That's my tattoo like handle, and uh, I love that. That comes from Maryland, like growing up there, and it's just terminology from down there. So like, it's awesome that the people that listen are like Lunchbox. Yeah. Because that's fucking rad. We we all give each other pseudonyms. Joel's got J Pretty. J Pretty. Yeah. 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 Uh, LB, oh, Little Bear. Little Bear. We got Blue. Blue. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> you were Coakley, but that yeah. that's your last you have the the cool last name to do that. Yeah. And so does Dresser. Yeah. So Dresser, Coakley, so your pseudonyms are awesome. They're just our names. Yeah. My last name sucks for that. It's too stern. We used to have better ones back in the day, Snort Norton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um he shot me a friend request on Facebook that's like, last weird. year. Yeah, and I'm He's like still in federal prison. Yeah, I know. How do you have Facebook when you're in federal prison? Good behavior. Of mm -hmm. all the idiots Library that we've time. known in our lives, it's weird that he's the one that's come the closest to becoming a kingpin. Like a real legitimate gangster-ass yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. 
Yes, guys. When I looked at his profile, I accepted it. I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever, dude. And then uh, when I accepted I'm like, wow, you got jacked. Well, he's in federal big boy prison. Yeah, he's a, a small fella, but like a huge small fella. And he was, like, he was such a little nerdy dude back in the day right. that like a lot of the guys bullied pretty, yeah. pretty hard. I was always nice to him. Yeah, Duguay got well, bullied pretty hard, too, by the crew. Uh, it's too bad, because Duguay, honestly, is a pretty knowledgeable, sweet dude. He's, he's one a, of my yeah. favorite people out of the whole group. Um, but he got it pretty hard when he, we were younger. If Duguay, if you ever hear this episode, you fucking wail, bro. I hope you keep playing guitar. He can fucking wail. Yeah. That, that, that kid can play a mean guitar, dude. He was, it was like, I'm, I don't want to say a bunch of names. Uh, GW, right? Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Yeah, he he was super vicious to him, and I could say Jesse's name because he's dead. But uh-huh. like, they would like beat him up and steal his weed, and then he'd come back a few hours later with more weed. We we should do like an Always Sunny style podcast of all the the timeline events from like 1999 to 2002 downtown. <laughs> you know what I mean? And just run over all the like, a, one awesome story I have with Blue <clears throat> is we were sitting down at the, the waterfront, which was, uh, there's a big river that runs through Bangor, and there's, like, a little park there. And, like, on a good sunny day back in 2000, you, oh, you know. Oh, the Gomez. Yeah. The Gomez Park. The, there would be, like, 75 degenerate kids just sitting there. Like, we'd be hacking, smoking, hacky sacking, smoking weed, whatever. Yeah. Age range, like, yeah. 14 to 30. Yeah, and we were young, you know, and uh, fucking Blue had these firecrackers, and uh, he set off a bunch of them, and a, a, a cop came down on a bicycle, like, you know, like a pedal bike. Oh, no. And he was like, hey, man, don't set those off again, please. And Blue went, yeah, no problem. And the dude rode off, got maybe 15 feet away, and Blue lit one, and <laughs> and it, it went off. And the cop turns around, he's like, buddy, listen, that that was funny. Don't do it again. And Blue was like, bro, I don't even have any more. And the guy's like, all right. And then he turns around, he pezzles up, and Blue fucking set off a bunch more. And, uh, yeah, dude, that went over well. You remember when you were, were you there the day your biological brother got the shit beaten out of him by the police in Gomez oh, Park? Oh, my God. Yeah, my poor fucking brother. The last time I saw him, I was in Petco buying dog bones, and him and, like, three Petco employees were trying to wrestle a harness on his ginormous pit bull. That's a good dog. I uh, oh. He's just huge, and he was not yeah. having it. And Pat's looking at me like all stressed out. I'm like, you want my help? No, we got it. His dog's fucking, I mean, a 100-pound pit bull will overpower several people. Absolutely. And th- that dog is sweet as pie, man. That is really like the nicest dog ever. You Dude, just, his head is so yeah, big. So, so big. Uh, Pat actually, oh, I just did it again. <laughs> um, he lost one of his animals, one of his dogs. Uh, uh, it that, was a... Uh, like a, I don't want to say a retriever. The the dog looked kind of like a retriever, but it was really like bright, like the color. It wasn't like yellow. It was really really white hair. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the dog passed away, and he it fucking tore. It is so sad when you lose an animal. Oh, man. dude, it, I don't even want to think about it. Yeah, you know me and my dogs. Yeah, I mean fucking a. I. It's l- like that line from Letter Kenny when they're talking about putting his dog down and oh yeah and yeah. He tells his sister he's like you might as well fix up a needle for me too. <laughs> like, yeah. Dude, it, oh, man, I'll tell you though, I love I love all your dogs, but I love that Georgia. I, She's I, such a good girl. She's the best dog. I love that Georgia so much, dude. She is such a good. I look forward to seeing that animal when yeah. I come to your house. Did you see the derp lip? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's so good. 
How did you, you took a photo of her, but it looked like it was a, like an AI print or something. Did you have it like illustrated? No, it was just when I, cause I, so I was taking, they were in my shop, Vern was in my chair and she was sitting on the floor and I was taking pictures of Vern and I looked and she was doing the derp lip uh, and I turned and I snapped the picture. And then when I zoomed it in, it looked like that. It almost looked like a painting. Oh. Yeah, yeah, no, that's crazy. There's no filter or anything, and that's the actual photo. I thought you did one of those apps or something. That no, turns I just zoomed it in, and it looks all weird and like... Right, yeah, yeah. Georgia, she's such a nugget. Dude, if you send that to me, I'll paint it for you. I'll make you a painting. All right, I'm sending it right now. Yeah, I'll literally make you a big, a big one, too, so you a big old painting over. Of the derp. Yeah. derp de derp She's such a good jog, dog. She won't sleep unless she's in the bed under my blanket. Like, to the point, like, when I get in bed and I get comfortable, I have to stretch my blanket out so she has room. And I lift it up, and I say, Georgia, get in your hole. And she <laughs> climbs under the blanket and curls up. Aww. And then uh, once she gets too hot under the blanket, she'll stretch out the top and put her head on a pillow Aww. and sleep that way. She's fucking the craziest, funniest dog ever. So I talk to my wife. I'm like, all right, baby, it's time to go to bed. Get in the hole. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. Oh, man. She's such a good girl. She is, man. You make me want dogs in the worst way. But uh, I, I, I don't have time for that shit. They're a lot of work. Carolyn, uh, Carolyn's not a lot of work because she's old, but she is because, like, she's getting so old now, she's deteriorating. Like, she's 10. Right. So, so she's passing that cusp where it's all downhill from here, and it's fucking oh, sucks man. balls. When the inevitable happens, bro, I am here for you. Yeah, I know. That's a that's a sad day. All right, we got to say one happy thing before we cut this shit loose. I'll play a video, but you guys will be able to hear it of Georgia barking. All right, cool. Yeah, that's happy. Prettiest dog ever. She's so pretty. She's got pretty hair. She's a boingle. A boingle. Which is a beagle sh German short-haired pointer mix. Oh. Where the fuck is it? You're a really good dog dad. When you were like, bro... I'm a better dog dad than I am a dad dad. You sent me a message. You're like, listen, dude, the wife and I have been talking about to bang a baby into her right now. <laughs> I was like, do it, dude. Have a little girl. We'll, like, unite bloodlines. Uh, see, that's what I was hoping. Yes! I told the wife. I go, if you have a daughter, she can marry Muggsy. We'll bring back arranged marriages. Yeah. Because that shit actually made sense when you think about it in today's standards. And, like, the Coakley-Richie bloodline will be melded into one. Yeah. And if they have a boy, it can take over the world. No, really, though. And could you imagine you and me being the grandparent to the same grandchild? Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. That'd be amazing. All right, you need to go home and fuck your wife. You need to do the thing. Do the eyes, right? You do the eyes at the her. Eyebrows. And, the, and then, the, like, the pokey thing. Yeah, I do he, the pokey through my finger holes. Is she on birth control? Yeah, she got an IUD. Ah, oh, yank that shit out of her arm, bro. Convince her. Be like, baby, I think... That, listen, honey, I'm not trying to get you pregnant, but I don't like what that does to your hormones. That's why we got Vern. Right. We, got, we decided on a puppy instead of a baby. Oh, We're almost done. Yeah. Our kids are grown. It, I'll tell you, having my little man, I'm so happy I started over. I love that motherfucker. Oh, really? Yeah, of course I love my yeah, son. I've been, I love him I've been so, so much, dude. I know, but I've been looking forward to them being gone and like, yeah. I get to fuck her in the living room again. Right. Do you, every night, dude, I wake up and I just, I walk to my son's room and I just, I look at him and I touch him, dude. I just, I love him. I rub his little head. I, I just, I'm like, bro, I had you because I love you. <sighs> I, I miss those days. That's yeah. why I kind of wanted a baby. Cause now I look at them and I'm just annoyed. Right. Like, some, like, oh, you're fucking, 
yeah. you dyed your hair pink in Braden's case. They're like, yeah, Gavin. I'm like, bro, you have like lady fingernails. You need to fucking take a yeah. shower. And- yeah, yeah, go, go, go bathe, boy. Yeah, yeah. Teenage uh, boys are stinky, bro. When they start making their own decisions, that's when being a parent sucks. And they start making their own decisions at like four. Yeah, you know, they they realize at four or five, like what? Fuck no, this? yeah, like, no, no, no. Why do I have to do that? Smack. My my daughter was acting up the other day with her mom, and I was like, "Hey, you need to show some restraint. Listen to what your mom says." And she went, "I wasn't talking to you." And then she went, <laughs> "Wait," and I was like, "Damn, I'm gonna walk over there and hit you." Oh, she's a girl <laughs> though. You can't beat her. Yeah, you can only beat the boys. Yeah, I, I've actually never struck one of my children ever. I have hollered. I have definitely Richie raged, but I have I have not ever struck a child. I look forward to when I'm disappointing my like my daughter as a teenager, and she's like, "You won't let me do what I want." I'm calling DHS. All right, go live in a foster home. Your your bed will be waiting for you when you realize how good you have it. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? You want to go in the system because you don't like that I gave you rules. I'm sorry that the. You, the youth of today is ruining the future for tomorrow. And I'm sure that our parents felt that way about oh, us. Oh, I'm sure they did. But it is so worse now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't, let's not get into that. You're let's right. Let's play Georgia Barkley. Oh, yeah, yeah. Happiness. We'll close it out. You're the best girl. Who's the prettiest dog? Oh, what? You don't like compliments? You're just so pretty. Such a good girl. Anytime you call her pretty, she barks at you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna remember that. Yeah. Hey. Oh, jeez. Oh, what do you got? What do you got? Who's a good oh, girl? Let's play. I love you. Speaking of Vernie, my puppy, his voice has changed. Oh, he uh, it's a little deep. He's got some his balls drop, right? A little man in his yeah, he's voice. He's got little little man acorns coming in. Nice. Uh so this was him a week after we got him. Oh. Oh, he's a little puppy. Yeah. He was in his cage. He was pissed off. He loves his cage now. This was him like two days ago. Whoa. Wow. He's. We've only had him a month. He's four months old. He sounds like DMX. He's like, hey, oh, bitch. Oh, yeah. oh. It's going to get even deeper. Wow. All right, man. Let's end it there with that happiness, dude. Yeah, puppies. Welcome to the Broder Shoulder. 